Time is running out for the planet Earth. It's impervious to all voices. There's an intriguing sensation. It's a nuclear device. Fun, fun, fun! Yes, that's nice. Statistically speaking, of course, it's still the safest way to travel. It belongs to a creature from outer space. It's a bird! It's a plane! It's very important. It does not go you. Hi, everyone, and welcome to an all-new episode of Geek Shell of Hair, and I'm Daniel Pickett. And I am Jason Lindsay. And we're here, we're talking on Comic-Con Eve. Yes, it is Comic-Con Eve. <laughs> it is a very special time. And not a creature was, well, no, every creature was stirring. We're stirring like mad people stirring right like now. Crazy people. It. Um, we just were talking about it off air because we're we're you know those people. <laughs> um, just how crazy it's been, and all of a sudden it's here. And doesn't it feel like this year that there's this mad rush of information that's that's sort of uh, it feels like it's all trying to get into that one hole in the wall at yeah. the same time. Oh, yeah, I can't, you know, being, because I'm going as press. Right. So I'm getting just a barrage of press releases. I will, I easily get 200 a day. So are you getting, you know, obviously more than just toy related press releases? Oh, yeah. So what kind of, what's the, like, what kind of stuff did you get today? Uh, let's see. I got something about uh, Video Game Live, that, you know, that orchestra thing. Uh, I got a lot of, I got a thing, I guess they're, they're doing a new, Blu-ray release of Predator. Oh, cool! And the the packaging looks like a Predator head. What? But there's if you pre-order at the con, they've got some thing where they'll 3D scan your face, oh. and they will print up a figure of the Predator holding your severed head. Come on! I'm serious. Wait a minute, a 3D figure? Yes. You can get an action figure 3D thing of your head. It's not. I don't. I think it's more of a statue. Oh wow! But it's a it's a predator holding your severed head. Um, I was gonna say, yeah, I have that already. Not a big problem. <laughs> um, um, wait a second now. Uh, you just said predator. I had read something somewhere that there's buzz that there may be some sort of a predator film announcement uh, at Comic Con. Oh. Okay. Like the next, you know, phase of Predator. I saw there was something on the next. Like Aliens versus Predator video game. There was a press release for that maybe a day or so ago. What was the last Predator thing? Was it that Robert Rodriguez thing or? Uh, yeah, it was with uh, Brody Predators. Yeah, I, I don't know if I finished that. Did you ever? Did you see it? I think I did. Yeah. Well, I know I started it. I mean, it was okay. Yeah. It just it didn't didn't grab me. Yeah, uh, you know, it's certainly been done before. You know, it's it's the Secret Wars idea of everyone's being plucked and stuck on a planet and yeah. fight the thing. That part was kind of fun because you're like, let's do something a little different for the franchise. Yeah. Um, but um, anyway, so we obviously have a crap ton, as the kids say, of things to talk about before Comic-Con. Because we've, we've been gone for two weeks. And we've been gone. You you have you went to Oklahoma. I drew- I drove halfway across the country. That's right. What are you running from, Pickett? With a dog and a ten-year-old. What, what are you running from? Why are you running uh, so far away? I wish I wish I could run from my life. Um, now you went I, back to Oklahoma, which is where you're from. That's right. And how how long did you go back for? 
Uh, I was there about a week. Uh, so you're you're at the at the folks' place at the old homestead. Yes, that's, it's not the house I grew up in, but it's where they live now. See, I was going to say I, that's what I picture. I picture you coming home, putting on your old baseball jersey, little ball cap, right. you know, laying out in the hammock, playing with my Gen One Transformers, right? You know, getting out your your box of comics that are under the bed. Uh, or for porn. Or, or it's old. it's funny you should mention the box of comics. Really? That's a that's a uh, a source of contention still at home. Oh, no, I've got I don't know thirty long boxes of comics still back at my parents' house. You're kidding? Oh, I'm not kidding. Thirty? That's the long box holds what? Like a hundred comics, maybe? It's eight? Uh, no, probably two hundred. Two hundred in a, in a long? Really? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. So you've got. You think you've got 30 long boxes of comics. I think, it's, yeah, it's uh, maybe 26, I think, is the actual count. And it's all Jughead, right? It's all it's all, it's all my Archie collection, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's my, it's my collection since, since junior high when I, when I got into comics wow. pretty heavily. And half of them are in a closet, and then the other half are in, you know, what was my bedroom when I would come home my parents moved to this house when I went away to college. So, okay. uh, so you know, this is everything from all through college, you know, my childhood collection, through college, through grad school. Uh, and I just sort of pick and chose stuff that I brought out with me to California. So all that stuff is still there. And in the room that, you know, was sort of my old room, uh, there, you know, there's still a big stack. And, and my mom wants to put a piano there. So she's begging me to get rid of these comics. Well, the thing is, a lot of these comics now, they were worthless for so long. Right. But now they are, have turned the corner, and these are a lot of the, you know, what we call the wall comics that you see in comic shops oh, okay. uh, that are kind of getting up there in price. So it's like, well, I don't want to just, you know, purge them and get rid of them, but I'm never there long enough to, like, go through them and take them to dealers yeah. and, and all that sort of thing. So, so what, do you, what do you reckon is, like, the rarest or one of the rarest books that's, like, the value? Uh, boy, I don't know. I mean, you know, a lot of them are, like, you know, the first appearance of the, of the black costume Spider-Man oh. uh, in Secret Wars yeah. and then in, in you know, in, in the actual Spider-Man issue. Uh, that that Frank Miller Wolverine limited series is starting to get up there a little bit now. Oh yeah, uh, I've got all the McFarlane Spider Mans. Uh, I've got a bunch of that first appearance uh, X Men stuff uh, when it made the transition to some of that Rob Liefeld stuff with Cable and those guys. Yeah, Liefeld. Yeah, and then then also too, I've got just piles and piles of crap because I got in on you know. Back, what they called the black and white explosion. Oh yeah, you were in. Uh, but Ninja Turtles really launched that. Uh, and Ninja Turtles and what, what yeah. was the black and white? Give me some more titles of the black and white thing. Uh, like space mid eight space beaver. Excuse me, <laughs> you heard me. Space beaver is a title I collected. Uh, Gizmo was another one that Mirage put out. Now this is mid late eighties. Uh, this would have been mid eighties probably. Yeah. But then I've also got, you know, there were, there, and I thought it was, you know, again, you know, I like the zany stuff. So at the time, there were some Ninja Turtle parodies. What? Like the radioactive jujitsu, geriatric jujitsu hamsters. I see what they the, did. The prepubescent, uh, whatever, pachyderms. There's, there's a lot of that crap that, that is probably landfill material. But I see what they did there. 
but by golly, I own it. That's pretty golly. I spent my hard-earned lawn mowing money on it. And they can pry it from your cold, dead hands. That's right. So, yeah, not not all of it's gold. Let's, let's not kid ourselves. Right. Well, that's good to know. It's just, uh, you know, it's a, it's probably nice to to know in the back of your back of your mind that your all your you know your kids they're all okay they're safe and sound in their little box for now, for now. until mom you know lights them on fire in the backyard. <laughs> well, you can't say and, you weren't warned. And plays her new piano while they burn, <laughs> laughing maniacally. Yeah, I'd love to see that on YouTube. Uh, very cool. Well, let's get right to what we're excited about, and I think. I can safely speak for both of us. Uh, I can't imagine what could be more exciting than San Diego Comic-Con. It's, it's the big show, man. It's nerd prom. So I think we're... See, that is that how you... My, what I always say to people if they have never been, have no idea what, um, what's going on. For example, um, just yesterday, I zipped over to Sunset Gower Studios... And uh, talked to a fella called uh, Justin, who is the props master on Dexter, Showtime's okay. Dexter series. Uh-huh. And I picked up a, uh, a nice bucket of props that um, are going in one of the display cases down at Entertainment Earth, booth 2343 at Comic-Con. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was getting a little nervous. That if I got pulled over, I, you know... There was fake blood on my left hand, one of the things I picked up. There are wrapped body parts in the bucket, a separate <laughs> hand, uh, a, some weird weapon that had blood, uh, blood on like someone had been bludgeoned. I thought, if they pull me over, <laughs> I'm going to need a lawyer. Mr. Lindsay, I'm going to have to ask you to step out of the car. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I know what you're thinking. <laughs> I know what this looks like, but, but trust me. Um, Anyway, so he said he was going to try to get down to Comic-Con on Sunday. He'd never been. And I said, what I usually say to folks that have never been and don't know, I said, it's like the Cannes Film Festival for geeks. It's come, you know, that uh, crazy, uh, you know, and, and, you know, media attention too, like the whole red carpet thing and just, you know, people getting snapped. And stuff. It it is it is, you know, it's a five day event if you count preview night. Yeah, and it is busting at the seams. It is too large to be contained. Yeah, you will never see everything. No. You'll never even see everything that you want to see. It this year they have expanded the program. It used to be the last panels ended at six thirty. Yes, now it's pushed to seven thirty. Right? No, it's nine. Nine thirty every single night. Panels run till nine thirty. That's mental. Yeah. See, that's, you know, <laughs> that's like climate change. I mean, it's, 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 some of these things that are happening at Comic-Con are, are, that's a big, that's a big development. Yeah. You know what I mean? That changes things. Um, that's interesting. Wow. That's, I think we're going to be hearing. Yeah, one, one of my panels is actually like uh, 7.30 to 8.30 this year, and that, I've never had a panel that late before. It's crazy. But that, and, and they're also, the other thing that's happening that started happening a few years back is the spillover outside of the convention center. So now yep. you've got these panels that are in hotel, uh, you know, ballrooms. Yeah. Because there's nowhere, nowhere else to put these people. Yep, they'll usually like a lot of the a lot of the movie and TV stuff now are doing their panels at Comic Con, and then they 
do like their their press conference, their Q and A stuff with the press at one of the hotels then in one of those rooms. Interesting. It's um, it's it's an you know I say this I said it once before on the show and I'll say it again. Um, as much as we get overwhelmed by it and moan and groan sometimes, it's it's really a privilege to be able to go to Comic Con and I think we're very very lucky people that. We get to do this um, as crazy as it is for whatever our reasons are for going or, you know, whether it's work or, you know, whatever. Um, there are so many people that would love to go to Comic-Con that, that will never get the opportunity. Yeah. Um, but it's it's tougher as we get older. I mean, you know, my birthday was Friday. Oh, happy belated birthday. And yours is coming up, right? Mine's the end of the month. Yeah. Yes. I'll be 27 so, uh, my my very first Comic Con was ninety two, mm. but I've been going consistently since ninety seven. Haven't missed wow, a year. since ninety seven. Yeah, uh, I am gonna say, you know what? Oh, you know what? I don't. It might be two thousand three. Oh, so it's your ten year anniversary. So this could be my ten. It's either two thousand three or two thousand four because two thousand five is when I made the announcement about space. Remember those great space action figures that came out? Oh, man. Those are some of my favorite in my collection. Aren't those fun? Oh, yeah. yeah. The likenesses, the, yeah. the accessories. I, I know. Um, that, was, that was 2005. Okay. And I think I had, I had been to the show at least twice before that happened, but I might be wrong. Um, so it's either 2003 or 2004, my first... My first step into a larger world, as they say. Well, happy anniversary, well, potentially. You. Yes, poten- potentially, and happy belated birthday to you. So we're both excited Thanks. about Comic Con, obviously. Alice yes. gets all the crap that we have to um, we have to talk about all the other stuff that we're excited about. So we're, let's start off with our listener of the week. Oh, okay. And I'm changing it up a little bit from even what we have on the outline. All right. So our listener of the week this week is someone near and dear to both our our hearts. Oh, yeah. Today is Mr. Chris Height's birthday. Hey! Our number one super fan. Hey, happy birthday. So I think, hey, even even Henry got a bark Yeah, today. even Henry said it. Happy birthday, Chris. Yeah. That's cool. So I, I thought it would be appropriate that, uh, you know, we give him a little shout-out on his birthday. Absolutely. This, one, this one's for you, Height. We're, uh, boy, he... Okay, you were in Oklahoma, where the wind comes... Sweeping down the plane. plane. Does the waving weed still smell sweet? Just as sweet. Really? Yeah, wind right behind that rain. No. Yeah. You know, you belong to the land. I don't know if you're aware of that. Sit alone and talk and watch a hawk. <laughs> All right. And speaking stop. of hawks, though, hold on. Speaking of hawks, yes. 4th of July, yes. I'm in Oklahoma so I can shoot off fireworks. Yes. Uh, have the family gathered around, you know, my, you know, my lovely wife is there, my folks, my daughter, yes. uh, my aunt and uncle, uh, cousin, and uh, we're shooting off fireworks. Great, you know, great fireworks. I went and bought 100 bucks worth of fireworks. Nice. Uh, half of them had copyright infringement characters printed on them. Awesome. But, uh, you know, that's, that's what they do in China. <laughs> and, it, and about midway through, this gigantic hawk... <gasps> Dive bombed my mom's house and busted out a light on the outside of the house. Come on! And then I went over to see what was that because you know I saw the thing fly over and I heard shattering glass. Jeez. 
And the thing kind of launched at me and then hobbled up to the roof and then kind of rolled down the other side. I don't know what happened to it, but there really are hawks in uh, Oklahoma I, and uh, they're nearsighted. I, I really thought you were going to say like, the hawk swept in, grabbed a bottle rocket, you know, <laughs> grabbed grabbed my daughter. <laughs> and grabbed left. your daughter with the other talon, bottle yeah. rocket in the other hand, and, uh, you know, was going to take over the town if something wasn't done. Uh, but still a great story. That was still a, yeah. a great story. So uh, where was I going here? You were in Oklahoma. I was in London. And um, as as always happens, <laughs> uh, my texting was okay. Seemed to be okay with my phone. Um, okay. Calls to and from, not so good. Couldn't access my, my email. Uh, I didn't bring um, a laptop. Uh, my wife brought her iPad. Um, okay. But that was hinky, too. Anyway, it was really interesting to sort of be disconnected from the, the Internet, essentially, for like a week and a half, um, yeah. to sort of drop out. It was very interesting. So I got to a lot of the, the things that people were posting on the Geek Shell Inherit uh, page on Facebook. I got to a lot of that stuff kind of late. But uh, I don't remember what the reason was, but Chris Height, uh, birthday boy, Posted up a picture. Did you see the Kolchak 12-inch custom oh, figure? Yeah, that custom. Yeah. How cool is that? That was gorgeous. Yeah, that is a really, really well done, really good sculpt. Um, for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, uh, Darren McGavin played Kolchak, the Night Stalker. He was a reporter in the mid '70s, uh, looking at you know, falling into X Files type escapades, and no one ever believed him. That was escapades, by the way, not ice capades. Olchek <laughs> had nothing to do with the uh, the ice capades. Um, well, happy birthday, Chris Height, uh, our our one of our number one fans. Um, so yeah, so London was crazy. Um, we the first half of the trip was great, <laughs> and then we went to a little town called Henley on Thames on Sunday night to have dinner with my old pal Nick Hayward lead singer-songwriter of Haircut 100. Yes. Um, we went to a restaurant called The Crooked Billet. <laughs> <laughs> Henley-on-Thames is this beautiful little uh, town that, that really is a very storybook. You know, uh, On the way to his place, you pass Friar Park, uh, which is an estate, which is George Harrison's estate. Oh, beautiful, nice. giant, uh, you know, castle kind of thing. Um and, you know, from, from the town where you get a cab to the restaurant, you, you're driving through the woods, and it's like a 20-minute ride. Um, and by the time we got there, I was starting to get nervous. Like, are we going to be able to get out of here and get a cab? And the waiter was a real smart-ass, but funny. And I said, are we, listen, um, are we going to be okay getting a cab when it's time to go, you know? And he said, oh, sir, no one ever leaves the crooked billet. I don't know where. <laughs> you know, he was pulling this stuff. Well, it turns out Nick and his lovely uh, lady friend Sarah showed up. We had a wonderful dinner. Everything was great. Uh, they we went back to their place for some tea and hung out for a bit. They drove us back to our hotel. And the next morning, my wife woke up and could barely walk. The room was spinning so badly. We got some terrible form of food poisoning, and we had to get back to London 
to the Groucho, to our room. And so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday night, we were kind of, um, you know, stuck in our room. Uh, we, that's, that's what I like to call the curse of the crooked billet. It is the, cur- the curse of the crooked billet. And ironically, nearly 10 years ago, when I was part of bands... Haircut 100? When I, when I was in the touring version of Haircut um, helped put them together for the first time in 22 years, I had food poisoning <laughs> 10 years ago. So I think it's something to do with Nick Hayward. I think... Yeah, don't eat around that guy. Um, that's it. No more. Only liquids. Uh, you can have drinks, you yep. know. Bring bring some crackers in your pocket. Oh, speaking of drinks, that's the, the traditional drink at uh, Henley on Thames, you know, for the Henley Regatta, is uh, Pims. Right. And so I had a Pims, uh, my and? second Pims of my life, uh, that Sunday night. So the first part of the trip was great. Some crazy things happened and some wacky uh, meetings and things. And I, I'm going to tell you a really neat story in a minute. But um, let's get to some other things. This whole blockbuster thing, um, all these big movies, it's been a really strange summer for for movies, I feel like. It's just kind of... Don't you feel like it's sort of things have been hyped and then just kind of... You just hear crickets Oh, yeah. one day, you know? Like, yeah. what's going on? Uh, well, that's a good question. Uh, there's a lot of stuff coming out, and a lot of stuff coming out at once. But they are these, you know, these these blockbusters. You know, we're talking about like the what was the the first one? I guess was White House Down. Right, uh, that was had right. high expectations. Was a was a big thing. Channing Tatum and, and uh, Jamie Fox, right? Yes. Yeah. Speaking of, is it wrong that I'm kind of warming up to Channing Tatum? Well, he is Magic Mike. I mean, he's he's getting a little better, you know? Better than what? Well, uh, better than that first G.I. Joe movie. Oh, I see. Okay. You know? I mean, he's, I'm, you know, he's not Gilgood, but uh, he's okay. I mean, I think I think we could be pals. Okay, yeah. You know, I think he'd probably want to hang out with me. Compare six-packs? Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, or 24-pack. Right. Um, yeah, so... So White House down went did not do down well. Lone Ranger went down. That kind then of, Lone Ranger was the next one, yeah. And that kind of got savaged by the critics too, right? Yes. Now Pacific. I Rim, hope that's not an Indian pun. Sorry. I said I hope that wasn't an Indian pun. When you're saying it got savaged by the critics. Oh. <laughs> Actually, it wasn't, but uh, it should have been. See, that's why I, you can tell I'm still not a hundred percent because. <laughs> I would have fully taken credit for that. Um, uh, la 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 la. What did you just say? So, well, we were talking about uh, how poorly the, the Lone Ranger did first. It, yes, it, I mean it now really underperformed, and uh, you know got pretty mixed reviews. I, I, I think yeah. the critics did not like it. Uh, a lot of the people I saw, like on Facebook and stuff, yeah, you know, it was probably about seventy thirty said they really did enjoy it. It was a fun, summer, you know, nutty popcorn movie. Well, the little bits that I'd sort of, you know, peaked, you know, in certain reviews, it seems that for the first time in, I can't think when, Johnny Depp was sort of being singled out as, you know, a, a really poor performance, uh, uh, acting job, that whatever he chose to do this time, is, you know, his bag of, you know, quirks didn't work. Um, yeah. 
you know, but everybody loves him. Everything he does, people love everything he does. So it must have been not so fun. Yeah. Maybe. And I kind of, I kind of wanted to see it, but, but anyway, Pacific Rim, uh, I've avoided, again, any kind of details. Did you see it? I did see it. Did I went open. It was, that was my birthday, so that was like the one oh. thing I wanted to do. And you, and you dug it? And I, I really did. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Good. I mean, again, it's not Shakespeare. Right. But it is exactly the giant robots fighting giant monsters movie that I wanted. Perfect. I'm in. Uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought, you know, there were a lot of really interesting. It, it's funny because at one point it was feeling a bit repetitive uh, in the fight scenes. And, and I was thinking sort of back to, uh, I'm going to see if I can say this pretty non-spoilery. Mm-hmm. Thinking back to, you know, my love of, like, Shogun Warriors and, mm-hmm. and things like that. And I thought, you know, I wish they would change up the weapons a little bit. Uh, and about ten minutes later, in, in one of the fights, that happened. Oh. And there was a guy two rows in front of me that out loud that I think everyone heard went, okay, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, and we all felt that way. There was a little <laughs> giggle in the theater, like, yeah, that's that's what we wanted. Oh, but, there, you know, great. there's some great moments uh, you know, not everything works, but overall, for a summer movie, I had a great time. Yeah, and it's out there. It got made. You know, speaking of, uh, there's a British sci-fi magazine. I think it's called Sci-Fi Now. And in the new issue, the newest issue, there was a great four or five page article toward the back. One of the sections that they do every month is like a, a retrospect. You know, they'll cover Spielberg's career, or whatever, and the highs and the lows, and this. And this four or five page article. Um, was on Guillermo del Toro, mm-hmm. and it also was tying into a new book, I believe that's that's coming out, uh, okay. which is um, reproduces a lot of his notebooks. Uh, he's quite—I don't know if you know this or you've seen this stuff—but he's quite the artist himself. A uh-huh. lot of yep. his stuff uh, that's come out of his his brain, you know, for Hellboy Two, for example, at the Troll Market, um, is in these in these notebooks and these and these these books and things, but it was a great article. I'm going to miss, I'm not going to try to get specific with the details, but it was, it was really kind of celebrating the fact that here's this, this guy that is essentially a, just a big fanboy, like, like all of us, just the stuff that he hasn't been able to make the list of things that, you know, in either development hell or they had to walk away from that list alone is so tantalizing. Yeah. You know, yeah. And then you think about what he has made, and you know they talk about from from Hellboy to Hellboy Two came Pan's Labyrinth, where mm-hmm. he was able to do more of what he wanted to do on the the second one. I mean, just uh, what I'm getting at is like he's you know we talk about you know Abrams doing Star Wars and you know you know signatures from certain directors, and I think Del Toro is going to be that guy that's just going to get better and better, and. You know, it, very specifically, it's like that is a Guillermo del Toro film. You know what I mean? Yep. He's just and, and and like you said, I mean, like the designs of those creatures and things in Pan's Labyrinth, those were his. Yeah. You know, he didn't have like this sort of Ralph McQuarrie guy over there. I mean, he certainly has people that refine it and right and, and do the sculpting and stuff. But the the initial designs and stuff, that's his head. Yeah, I mean, just the the uh, what was that character like the. The Chancellor, he's got sort of a, I mean, the, where he was, it looked like he was sort of made out of wood, and his head was like, looked like a little mini cathedral, you know, yeah. and then and the, and the, and the Pan's Labyrinth, that one with the eyes in its pans. Oh, that was super crazy. And the skin just like hanging off of it, I mean, brilliant stuff. He's, I really yeah. think that guy is a genius, you know, just 
genius in the sense of my definition of genius is someone that you you ha- has some sort of innate ability that is not learned that just you know whether it's songwriting or you know what he does came to him on its own and then he's you know putting it through the grinder and making things yeah um, i think he's a genius uh, making great things yeah so, things things that and and a, and a wide range of stuff you know yeah yeah he's and he's producing as well you know, he's... Yep. Did you see Mama? Uh, I didn't get to see that oh, yet. Oh, oh, oh. It's, it's pretty creepy. Please bring a spare pair of trousers uh, when you do see it. It's got some serious creepiness to it. But you, So I, I, I got to tell you one thing that, that just reminded me of. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I've been posting a lot this week about, you know, leading up to, or I guess it was last week, Pacific Rim, how they were saying that uh, Adam Sandler's Grown Ups 2 was going to just cream it at the box office. Right. And, and it did end up beating it. And I was talking about how I didn't want to live in a world <laughs> that happened. And the variety review for it was one of the most scathing things I've ever seen. Really? Talking about, oh, yeah. Like, tell me, give me some details. Uh, it said, it's, I said something like it was the le- it was, uh, it was the laziest least movie like film they had ever seen and <laughs> and it and it was the first film that made you feel like the movie Ow My Balls could be a real possibility. It's <laughs> <laughs> talking about how terrible it was. And uh and Matt Colley, you know, from Iron Cow, who listens to the show, yeah. uh, did a little callback joke and said, Well I think at least now we know that that Lindsay will give it at least a half hour <laughs> <laughs> to prove that it's that bad. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you can talk about I it. I think I gave the first one like 20 minutes before the there was a por- like the part of the left side of my brain started to liquefy. Yeah. And I could hear it liquefying in my ear, and so I mustered all the strength I could to change the the channel, thank God. And we're here now uh talking about it, which is Yeah, so you well you can look forward to a little, you know, a little slice of grown-ups too at some point also. Yes. It's on my late at night flipping across the channel. It's on my bucket list. Speaking yeah. of cool things, yeah. and speaking of London, and speaking of movies, and speaking of me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of things we're speaking of. Uh, Randy Falk, our old buddy, uh, Randy over at NECA, uh, yep. is a big fan of ours, listens to the show, uh, loves it, um, likes me more than, than you. No, I'm kidding. Um, so he listens to the show, loves the show, and he sent me a note the other day. Uh, regarding Flash Gordon, he, you know we're both massive fans of the of the movie and the soundtrack and everything. And his little girl, and I don't know how old she is, but she's got to be, she's got to be four or five now, right? Oh, I don't think she's that old. Three, think, four, right? Yeah, I think P is yeah two or three. Okay, so <laughs> she's loving it. He's just turned her on to Flash Gordon, and yeah. he said last week alone they watched it like eight or nine times. Like yeah. she's just. Hooked on this thing, loves the music and, and all that stuff. And ironically, as I'm getting the note from him, you know, we're in London. There was a theater uh, in, you know, near uh, in Soho. You know, we stay at the, at the Groucho Club and just there's all kinds of, you know, great, you know, uh, revival, you know, not revival, you know, uh, what do you, what do you, you know, smaller independent sort of little movie theaters that this particular one, you know, uh, next week was going to do a Wes Anderson uh, 
festival, <laughs> you know, anything that Wes Anderson was involved with. They had a okay. poster up that uh, for a screening, which is coming up this this Friday, the nineteenth. Flash Gordon quote along. Oh, so you didn't get to see no. it. No, you sent me a picture of the poster. No, I missed. Oh, that had to break your heart knowing you weren't there for I that. I mean, let's get this started. Let's let's. If they're doing it over there, we got to do it here. So I don't know All right. exactly what goes on. If there's someone that sort of coaches everyone, but they're now doing Flash Gordon quote along in uh, London. It could be this this new tradition. I think it's such a neat thing. We should have that going at Comic Con this week. Right. The poster at the top will just say "Clytus, I'm bored." Even even my then, my mother, who I just spoke to recently, she says. She says, "Honey, did you see this movie about the the little the little bear that talks? It's it's called Ted or something. Have you seen this movie?" So yes, I have, and you know I I know what's coming. Yeah. And then she says, "Well, did you know that the the Flash Gordon guy is in the movie?" And she said the first time that she you know she watched it, she just thought of me. She thought I was it was me driving the car trying to get to the party to hang out with <laughs> Sam Jones. Um, but it's nice to know that. Flash Gordon is out there saving every one of us, uh, you know, across the pond here. Every man, every woman, every child. Wherever he can. Um, I thought that was a fun story. It's nice to hear that, that the next generation is, is, uh, is digging what Flash is, is, cooking, is cooking up. So just real quick, I want to tell you a quick story. Um, we're in London, and um, on the Friday, the first Friday we're there, uh, arranged a, a little, you know, lunch drink with a couple old pals of mine, uh, Anthony and Chris. They were part of a band called the Scooters. Um, way back late '90s, used to come over to LA, you know, for a month or two at a time, and then they go back. They're actually Welsh, so they go back to Cardiff for six, eight months, and then they'd come back out and do the rounds, you know, the, the Viper Room and the Roxy and all that stuff. And then, you know, for a couple of years, and we became pals. Hadn't seen them in a few years, uh, almost a decade. So we're meeting up for a quick drink, and uh, Anthony mentions, hey, London Comic-Con is this weekend. Okay. The weekend I was there, that day, and I was like, you're joking. Like, what are the odds of that? I'm here, and a lot of weird things happened on the trip that you go, do you know how infinitely improbable? Like, the first trip that my, my wife and I took to London years ago was, was a Christmas trip. And as we checked into this particular hotel, we turn around and there's uh, David uh, Beckham and Posh, Posh Spice? She, yes, Posh Spice Posh. is his wife. This is Brad. Okay. <laughs> Our flight on the way back, London to Los Angeles, David Beckham and Posh Spice and their kids are on the same flight, right near us. I mean, and see, that stuff, I think, is just weird and hinky. Like, the number of things that had to happen to make that connection somehow. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it's really weird. I think that's spooky, weird stuff. But also made me feel very safe. I thought, <laughs> we're not going anywhere. The plane... That's right. That guy's worth millions. <laughs> exactly. We're The plane's going to be just fine. We're going to be okay. So... I thought, let's try to pop over to London Comic-Con. It's, it's going to kick off at like 6 o'clock. We get over there for half an hour. Uh, and I'm thinking, I'm going to see all this wonderful uh, vintage stuff because I'm in 
we're in London and, and they're going to have everything, you know, let's, let's go five pounds. And if there's one thing your wife wants to do while she's <laughs> sick as a dog. Well, no, this is before, this is well before, oh, this is before we got sick. Well, before we got All sick. Right. and luckily at the time she was very distracted because her phone wasn't working. So while I'm bopping around London comic con, she's trying to figure out her phone. So everybody's happy. Now set the way back machine to 1989 I'm getting really, really into collecting uh, James Bond, and the, the collection is really starting to kick off. And one of my connections is uh, a guy in England, and his name is Andy Foley. He had a company called uh, TV Toy Zone. I still have some of these color photocopy catalogs. He got me loads of corgis, lots of Bond stuff, um, and, a, and a real sweet guy. And in 1990, went over to London met him for the first time, the only time, and he gave me the Dennis Fisher, Tom Baker, 10-inch uh, action figure from 19... 19- oh, yeah. In the box, which I still have. Nice. So, <laughs> we're walking around this toy show, and it's time to go. I haven't really found anything. I did find... Did you ever... Have you ever seen these... Um, this, it's called the Pixar... Figure collection by Revoltech. Oh, yeah. <gasps> These are some of the most beautiful action figures I have ever seen. Um, I got Mr. Incredible. Okay. So I've, got, I've got Woody and Buzz from that line. You do? I, see, I want to get yeah. them, and I want to get... Um, what's the blue monster from... Um, Sully? I want to get Sully, too. I'm, I mean, I want to get all of them. They've got a, they've got a Nemo. <laughs> they got a Nemo. Yeah, I know. They've got that Nemo. Oh, it's great looking, like, base. It looks like coral. And Yeah, I mean, this Mr. Incredible, for those of you that, if you don't know what it is, please look it up. Revoltech, Mr. Incredible. What, what, you know, what is it, four inches tall kind of thing? His little, the front part of his face, head, the head, can pop off, and you can move his eyeballs. Yeah, and, and they come with different faces with different expressions. Yeah, I mean, come on. That's why the Japanese are kicking our butts. Action figures, eyes move. Anyway, just about to go, uh, I am walking past a huge dealer table, and I look up at the sign, and it says, Toy Heroes, something, 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 cater him on the hill, Surrey. And I just did this double take, like, cater him on the hill, why is that, why does that ring a bell for some, cater him on the hill, cater him on the hill. And it's starting to dawn on me, it's starting to creep up the back of my neck, and there's a woman behind the table, and I say, excuse me, is this your... Do you have any gray poupon? Would you, would you mind? Do, is this uh, your you know, table? She says, well, no, it's my partner's. And I said, your partner wouldn't happen to be called Andy Foley, would he? And she looks at me and is like, yes. Why do you know? And I just got this, this, just this chill just right down the spine, like, you're kidding me. And she said, yeah, he's, he just stepped out for a minute. He's wearing a Coca-Cola T-shirt, and he looks like this. Five minutes later, Andy Foley comes walking up to me, a man that I met 23 years ago in the city of London. Wow. And I said, Andy Foley. And he looked at me and said, yeah. I said, Jason Lindsay. And it was this, like, three-second, like, oh, my God. God, like it, you know, and, and as cool as that was and the catching up, because we, you know, it was a few years there where we, we, you know, 
talked all the time and you know traded stuff and whatever. When I told him that I have a company and I said Biff Bang Pow, I've never seen a reaction from anyone when I when I when you eventually get around to it. His chin just hit the floor like it just he because I remember when I met him in 1990. He I don't think he really knew that I was like a you know a 19 20 year old kid kind of. You know, he's, right. he's older than me, and so he just. I think that he's, I'm looking at him, thinking he's trying to process this. Like the kid that he met 23 years ago has this toy company, and he goes, "I've carried your stuff, you know, since you started." Oh wow! Yeah, I mean, it was just a really neat, weird. Again, like of all the gin joints and all the you know places. And all. Did Did you tell him you still have that? Yes, that Doctor Who figure. Yes, I did. And now you're making Doctor Who figures. Exactly. That's what that's what makes me, you know, kind of giddy. Like, yeah, man, I've still got it. I've been in the box, and it's in beautiful shape, just like it was when you when you gave it to me. And the first things that we're doing, you know, for Doctor Who, we're trying to emulate the Dennis Fisher stuff. So it all comes full. But boy, like that, twenty three years, just wow. That's a great story. Fade away. Thanks, man. I, I, I love I, that. I appreciate that. The world of you know, toy collecting and how um, it was just so so wild. Um, it was very it was very neat. So Andy Foley, if you're listening, you know you're and you should and be. you should be. Damn it, you're, you're a good man. I'm so glad I got to run into you again, um, however brief. Uh, that that same night, uh, I met Sean Pertwee, okay, Doctor John Pertwee's son, who, yep. if you put a white wig on him, would be. John Pertwee, uh, amazing. Um, so that's my that's my London Comic Con story. Uh, just nothing against London Comic Con, but you're not missing anything. If you never get to it, not a big deal. All right, it's not, fair it's enough. It's not Comic Con, um, right. but it's nice to know that ET's mom. No, not ET's mom. Henry's mom. Uh, you know, is pretty popular over there. <laughs> she was making the rounds. Okay. So, um, so yeah. So that's what's going on. Speaking of toys and action figures and old pals of ours, what's going on yes. with the Four Horsemen? Oh my gosh, this is some crazy news. What's up? So we knew it was coming, but they've been, you know, they've been trying to get uh, these ravens made, which has been part of their fantastic uh, thing that they've been doing since 2006. I think okay. was the first one. Uh, and, you know, they've been showing these things for a couple of years, but just manufacturing skyrocketing mm. with that, you know, the, the points of articulation mm. and the and the paint ops and all this. It's just, it's really sort of priced them out of the market being able to make these super articulated uh, six, seven inch figures. So they've had this series of, you know, they call it the Raven series. It's part of their Gothotropolis line. Uh, there's ravens, there's an owl, there's a, a buzzard, there's uh, a duck. A duck. There's a cardinal. There's a yeah, a falcon. You know, just really, really cool lineup. So they've been saying they're going to do this as a Kickstarter. Okay. And uh, I think they announced it at, I think they finally announced that back in Toy Fair that you know we're we're still going to try and make these move forward. We're going to do a Kickstarter. Well, the Kickstarter launched this past Friday uh, at midnight, okay. the twelfth, and within uh, they wanted sixty five thousand dollars to fund it and that would make the first six of these 12 uh figures mm. 
the, the different variants and things. And, you know, there's all these different packages, you know, that you can buy up to, you know, there's one where you actually get to go and be like an intern with the four horsemen for the day. And you leave with like a painted two up of one of the Ravens, cool. you know, really cool stuff. Yeah. So they funded that, you know, I, I, I you know, it was, it was, I think the, the campaign was 40 days. I know it was more than 30. Okay. I knew it would fund by then. They hit was, that limit. What did you say? You knew that it what? I knew I knew it would fund by the end of it. Okay. You know, there's enough people that, that dig these and, and want these and have been waiting for them. Okay. But they hit their goal in 57 hours. Nice. And ju- I just looked at it while we were recording. Right now, it's up to 82,000. Wow. Yeah. So they've got all these great stretch goals mm-hmm. in it uh, where every, you know, another like 10, 15,000, I think, you get another one of the variants gets made. And up to, I think, if you start hitting like 145,000, they create these wings for it. And I think at 160,000, you get these bone wings that'll fit any of the of the figures. So there's some really cool stretch goals and and extra pieces and extra weapons and helmets that, you know, if more than, you know, because they've hit their goal, but more than that, you just keep getting more cool stuff. Wow. Yeah. So that that that's a remarkable story. Oh, yeah. To be able to fund that much money that quickly and a real testimony to how cool those figures are and what a nice job they are and and the Four Horsemen fan base, you know. Yeah. And, you know, a nice a nice bunch of. Nice bunch of goofballs too, you know. I mean, I don't want to name names, but you you've been posting you've been posting some very funny uh, little notes about an old pal of yours that needs to get down to Comic Con to sell some action figures, right? I have. Yeah, what um, you know the Dick Tracy figures and the oh oh, oh that's yeah yeah for <laughs> for Jeff Beckett right yeah. right. Uh, and uh, and he, formerly of Shocker Toys, Shocker Toys now of JBJR Toys. Right, we got to get him down there. It's not right that he's that he's not. Yeah, he's had some sort of campaign that helps fund to get him to Comic Cons. Right. right, to be able to sell the figures that he promised six Comic Cons hey, ago. Listen, I think. the Max is coming out. Yeah, the Ma- <laughs> and, and Mister Gone, which was the like the mail away thing. If you collected. That whole first wave, I don't know, five or six years ago. Right. Still still hanging on, man. Good stuff coming. But what I'm getting at is uh, nice to see a slick production like that. Uh, You know, everything come together for those guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they're a nice nice bunch of... Couldn't be happier for it. Nice bunch of fellas. So, well done, guys. Well done, uh, corn boy. I expect to get some FaceTime with you at Comic-Con. Um, let's see. Um, you were going to say something about Arrested Development. Yeah, it came out this past week that they're talking about doing another season through Netflix. Nice. Yeah. Now, it's funny you say that because I was just thinking about the show the other day. And uh, overall, you know, now we've got some distance from it. Were you... Were you happy with it as a, as a fourth season and every, you know coming back and you know all the laughs? Did you overall? Did you give it a thumbs up? Oh, totally. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. I haven't heard I a lot. Of- really well crafted. Was that? 
really, really well crafted, and 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 I think you have an overall appreciation of the arc once you watch all of them. I know a lot of people watched like the first three or four and went, eh, not as funny, eh, mm. maybe kind of off. Mm-hmm. But when you saw the whole arc and the the intricacy of what they wove together, uh, super impressive. Yeah, like I said, I don't think the only thing I can think of that, that comes close to what they did. Um, was the third or fourth series of the League of uh, Gentlemen. Yes. And everything culminates in this climax at the end of the episode. Um, so it's like six or eight different episodes, completely different stories. But somehow you end up on this, this street where this accident's going to happen. And then when you get to the very last episode, it takes you further um, and everything sort of gets laid out. But it's really kind of brilliant. Um, with the rest of the development, it's like, I, I just, you reach a point, you just go, I don't know how they're doing this. Like, I don't know how you get this that well-timed and, you know, laid out and everything. Yeah, and I I hope this opens the door for more of this sort of thing. You know, we talk all the time as collectors and things about mm-hmm. toy lines that ended too early, mm-hmm. but there's also TV shows that ended too early. Oh, yeah. And I, I mentioned you know, in the last episode, two weeks ago, that we were burning through Deadwood. Right. And uh, we finally finished it. Burning through Deadwood. That's going to be my next album. Nice. Well, you're on, uh, you're on fire. Oh! Hey, look out. So we finished that. Yeah. You know, it was three seasons long, and it just ends. You know, they all thought they were coming back. They wrapped up some stuff from that season, but a lot of stuff wasn't wrapped up. I would love to see more of that. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, cause you, were you a Deadwood guy while it was alive no never okay so you came you 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 did the whole... I just we just watched it you know in the over the past two weeks nice burned through it yeah no hey any any way to get more arrested development i uh, am all for so fingers now, crossed. now you mentioned you mentioned the league of gentlemen yes i did which which is a, a uk comedy series yes but there has been some League of Extraordinary Gentlemen news this past week. What? Fox has ordered a pilot based on the Alan Moore League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Really? And, and I'm sure Alan will be just fine with that. <laughs> I'm sure he is just sitting at home, <laughs> grinning, calling his friends. I love Alan Moore. I love most of his stuff. Um, everyone knows that. I'm not ashamed. But, you know, there is a fine line. I mean, supposedly, the, the whole gist now is, go ahead, do what you want, take my name off it, and keep the money. So he's not even taking the money. That's right. And I, I kind of reach a point where you go, that, that is principled beyond belief. I don't know, I don't think Alan Moore is standing around you know, with a cup in his hand, you know, looking for, for change. But, you know, a nice little paycheck to use your work and, you know, and demolish it, that's, that's a real, you're really digging your heels, <laughs> you know. Totally, yeah, yeah. Principle. And I don't know where, if I go, good for you, man, that's awesome. Or I go, you could do something with that money, you know, like. Hair care products, a razor, <laughs> soap. You know, uh, some Old Spice yeah. under the... Well, and I guess, the, the, you know, this is sort of a response to uh, ABC and their Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. 
uh, Fox was sort of like, well, we need some kind of superhero team show, too. So let's see what we can put together. Okay. I'm down. It'll be interesting. Yeah. I mean, like I said, we're just... What a what a wonderful time to have this, you know, embarrassment of of riches. Riches maybe is the wrong word because a lot of times you don't know what you're getting before you get it. But you know, just to have all these choices and and stuff. Yeah, it's pretty uh, remarkable. I mean, just watching you know Comic Con over the years and that umbrella get bigger and bigger and bigger and all the things that you know that are being celebrated down there. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. And I always say, you know, we won <laughs> the geeks. We, we won <laughs> the geek. The geeks did inherit. We did it, man. It's, it's see, you stick around long enough, <laughs> you know, something, uh, something good's going to happen. Um, so uh, Comic-Con right around the corner. One of the things, well, two things, um, one of the reasons people go, is for the exclusives, all the fun, cool new toys and exclusive products that either debuts at, uh, at Comic-Con or exists there. There's some stuff, uh, there's a handful of things that I'm you know, kind of getting obsessive about wanting slash needing to get. Uh, first of all is the, are those damn alien reaction figures. Right. In every way, shape, and form. Do you know what I mean? I want the... So you're going to get the, the sort of the fake sale samples, and then you're going to get the early bird kit. Yes. I'm going to get two of them. I don't think they'll let you. I think I it's think, one per person. I think it's one per on the, uh, you know, the um, fake prototypes. Okay. I think. Uh, but as far as the other stuff, I think you can do... I hope you can, because I want, I want you know, two of those things. The other thing that everybody's raving about and going crazy about, of course, is 1966 Batman. And I know what a fan you are yes. of Batman in general, but especially Adam West, you know, 66. What was, the, what was the pilot that Conan did with him? Oh, uh, oh gosh, I can't think of what yeah, it is the now. One, just his last name of the character. Yeah. And he was an, an actor. Yep. That played a detective once on television and, you know, fell into a mystery, sort of. I thought it was wonderful as a pilot. Yeah, it's very funny. You know, what could have been, sort of. Anyway, 66 Batman, what do we got happening at Comic-Con? What are you grabbing at Comic-Con? Well, there's a couple of 66 Batman things there. I know uh, Mezco has got their mm-hmm. Mezit version that comes with the Batmobile. Nice. And then Mattel has their Batusi Batman. I've got one of those already. They sent me one. For those folks out there that don't know what that means, can you, just in case, sure. explain what there, that there's is? A, there's an episode <laughs> of, of Batman. I believe the Riddler is the villain. And uh, he goes into a nightclub <laughs> uh, to track down some clues. He leaves Robin in the Batmobile, but has, uh, I think... He's watching it on the, the little video monitor. Okay. And, you know, he comes in, he's hitting on a girl that, you know, she asks him to dance, you know, says you can really shape, shake a cape. <laughs> and he walks out on the dance floor and starts doing this dance uh, called the Batusi, where, you know, it's got the little V fingers going across his eyes. Uh, sort of what, uh, you know, we saw in Pulp Fiction. We saw a, a yeah. version of the Batusi. So Mattel has created an action figure 
for their 66 line that has that motion to it. It's got an action feature. Mm. So you push a little button on his back, and his arms come up, and he does that little thing. It plays the music from the episode, and there are uh, the whole box art is done by Shag. Oh, nice. Gorgeous, but and it's both the outer mailer box and the inner, you know, box itself. And the box, once you take it out of the mailer box, looks like a TV set, you know, an old TV set. And there's another couple that are done in Shag's artwork that are on a little spring. So when you shake the box, it looks like they're dancing next to it. Nice. I can't bring myself to open that. Come on. Because it just in the box as a display. Yeah. It's too cool. Yeah. But they did also send me the Toys R Us 2-pack of Batman and Robin that come with the wall that they scale. Oh, yeah. And, and I've been like having... The, uh, you know, they got like a little, a little rope and a little... It's a little rope, yeah, and they've got wires in their cape, so they'll kind of stand up. Yeah. And then there's two windows that, that actually open, because that was a, a reoccurring thing in the series, they would, you know, and it was, they would walk squatting down and then they'd turn it, they'd turn the film upright so it looked like they're climbing a wall and they'd go by a window and the window would open and like Sammy Davis Jr. would pop out right. and they'd have a little exchange. That's right. So I've had great fun taking photos with other action figure celebrities popping out of that window and you'll, I'm putting them up on AFI tonight. Oh, so nice. Give me, you'll give be me able to see. one example, a little spoiler. Uh, well, I, I did Michael Caine. We have a Michael Caine figure. It nice. Only seemed, it only seemed proper to do that. Nice. Yeah. You say hello. Uh, and you know, we just got those great uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger figures from NECA, from Predator. Oh, those are lovely, so, aren't know, they? The governor. That is one uh, of the best. Former governors popping out, it's talking to him. Such a great sculpt. I mean, don't you think it's? Oh, those are uh, yeah. Both of them are terrific. And he's you know he's got one of those faces that just. You know, I mean, I'm not <laughs> trying to be cruel, but it's it's an it's an amazing face, like just the, yeah. the features, and it's very easy to get it wrong. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but man, between the the Terminator figures that they've done, you know, the '84 version, yep. and um, and that thing, the Predator ones, I think are amazing. I haven't found the. Isn't there one that uh, is all muddy and dirty? Yeah, he's not out yet, though. Oh, he's not out. Okay. No. Yeah, I haven't. Um, haven't found him. Oh, what I did find, speaking yep. of toys, in uh, London, I don't know if you know this, you may, um, Underground Toys, which is character options in the UK, mm-hmm. have the Doctor Who, essentially like the master license. You know, we've got, we've got the retro figures that, that we can do, that, those versions, but um, character options have these other categories. They have now gone to three and three quarter inch scale. Yes. For the characters. And so I picked up for for the modern version. Yes, for the modern version. The classic stuff will stay five inch. Is is that gonna be I mean it's so they're never gonna go three and three quarter for classic? That's what they're saying. Well, it's, uh, so, you know, they can always change their mind. Um there I I picked up uh you know the Doctor, Ice Warrior, uh Cyberman, couldn't find a Dalek, got the TARDIS, the flight control little TARDIS. Mm-hmm. Um, they're nice. They're nice little. No, little no, Clara. Yes, I did. You did get Clara. I did. Okay. Yeah, they're nice little figures. The, you know, paint apps are a little, you know, hinky here and there. 
but they're they're really cute little um, <laughs> neat little figures. I also got um, a little uh, version of the TARDIS that actually lights up, but it's just a, it's a tiny little TARDIS, like a take along TARDIS. Um, hmm. I thought it was kind of fun. Um, I also saw a really neat Gears. Is it Gears of War? There's a guy called Isaac Clark. That's Dead Space. Dead Space. Uh, have you seen this figure? Which one? The, uh, Isaac uh, Clark. But I mean, there's been a couple. Oh, it's a new like, one. Neck has and been doing them. Up. Like his his face and his backpack area light up. Is it the six inch or seven inch neck? Yes. One? Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty cool. It's a pretty cool looking figure. I was very yeah, good did, on this they trip. Did, they did a couple of those. Uh, there, there was actually a Comic Con exclusive, I think, two years ago. Where he's in a special suit. Well, there's also that um, Portal, right? The the female character. The girl from Portal. Yep. Yeah, that that uh, lights up. That's really cool that we're getting that level of little you know action feature. Yeah. Little light up feature. The one on this Isaac Clark is really nice. Like it really. It's got a glow about it. It's it's it's, it's fun. Um, yeah. So I was very good this trip. I knew better than to just you know I gotta get that I gotta get that I gotta get that. So I only got a handful of things. I got the little you know three and three quarter inch uh, Doctor Who things. Did you see what uh, Underground Toys uh, Doctor Who exclusive is for the con? I saw the Ace. Uh, yeah, yes, the Ace. Just saw that. Yeah. Um, there was something else that, that was that was happening, and I forgot um, what it was. Now, but it was something to do with underground. We, of course, have the Matt Smith, William Hartnell, um, first and latest Doctor. Yes. Uh, retro figures in an awesome lunchbox. I'm just going to say it. Lunchbox. I'm tired of saying retro tin. Good. Lunchbox. You know, um, I've actually brought my lunch to work with your Battlestar Galactica tin. Did you? Wait, I have. Which one? The... Although uh, it was a Comic Con exclusive from last year, the Cylon one. This year, uh, I'm just going to put it out there for the universe. Uh, pay close attention. This year, it's a uh, we're, we're reissuing the original '78 lunchbox, Battlestar Galactica. Pay close yep. attention to the artwork. <laughs> there is there's a beautiful piece uh, on one side of um, uh, the you know boxy and Muffet. Confronting a Cylon, a weaponless Cylon. <laughs> it just <laughs> looks completely fed up with the universe and this kid and just wants to kill someone. Uh, so when you get a chance, everybody, have a look at the artwork on the Battlestar Galactica lunchbox. It's a lot of fun. And the contents that we're going to have uh, are, are, are fun. I can't wait for the Cylon, the gold Cylon bobblehead. Oh yeah, and that you know, pressing a button, hearing that voice, I can't, can't wait for that. And you guys also, I think it was while you were away, you announced you got the Saturday Night Live. That is correct, uh, sir. License. That is correct, and it's it's a wide, again, a wide berth. There's a lot of, lot of characters to play with. There's a handful, of it, ironically, that that we can't. Uh, oh, that's interesting. I refuse to discuss any further, but. Um, just, just, just little parameters of like, oh, oh, and these, these seven or eight things, you know, please stay away from. It's John Lovitz, isn't it? What's that? It's John Lovitz, isn't it? <laughs> yes, exactly. It's, uh, it's what's her name? 
<laughs> Who was the guy? You remember that season that was the transitional one between any remnants of the classic cast? Charles Rocket. You remember that? Yeah. Do you remember what was that the... happened? Well, which I mean, there were a couple of weird transitional seasons. Well, there was the one that had like Julie Louise Dreyfus. There was the one that okay. had. Uh, okay, so this is what I'm talking about. Is about two seasons before Julia Louise Dreyfus. Okay. And Charles Rocket was one of the guys. Um, you've seen this guy in loads of stuff. He ended up committing suicide um, not yep. too long ago, like like six, seven, seven years ago. But he dropped an f bomb live uh, in the show, and he got fired. So that was like 1980 or 81, and it was part of the yeah. transitional cast. And he said the F word live on television. Oh. And, uh, and that was it. So long, Charles Rocket. And then many years later, he killed himself. Hmm. So good night, everybody. Um, yeah, so there's a little uplifting. Um, that's one to grow on. <laughs> that's right. The more you know. Well, speaking of other of other Comic Con exclusives, yes, I have now in my possession yes one of the Star Wars black figures. No, you don't. I do. I have the Boba Fett and Han and Carbonite. Stop it! I got it yesterday. Did you eat it? I didn't eat it. No. But is it good enough to almost eat? It's uh, it's really nice. Yeah. yeah, it's good. What? what it's, um, so it's it's. Now, Boba Fett, tell the folks, if you would, how they Who can... Boba Fett is? Who Boba Fett... Tell, tell the good people at home what Star Wars is. Would you mind? Well, a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> what, uh, what the hell's going on with the Fett? With the Star Wars Black. So, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, we're, we will be getting... Uh, if you can't make it to Comic-Con and you're not able to snag one off HasbroToyShop.com, uh, Boba Fett will be in the regular line, but the Han Solo is exclusive to this. That's it, right. You know what's funny carbon. is, um, you know, generally the whole Comic-Con thing has been very cool, where they've come around, you know, years ago it really was, if you didn't grab it while you're there, forget it. They're, you know, you're not yeah. going to get it. And now all the companies, you know, including what we do, too, it's like if you can't make it, you know, in a month or so, you know, all the stuff's going to be up and you'll be able to get some form of it or something. Uh, but this year I'm, I'm seeing a couple of spots where, you know, it's pretty definitive. Like, that's it. If you can't make it, I'm sorry. But yeah. one of those is the, um, the are the alien reaction figures. Well, the the, the early bird kit, yeah, and the sale sample thing. Yeah. You'll be able to get the regular figures. Right. People are getting uh, a upset about that because one of the responses, um, and I think it was a perfectly you know fine response, uh, but it rubbed people the wrong way, which was like, you know, find a friend, <laughs> you know, like just yeah. uh, get, get a, you know, get a buddy, um, which is possible, I suppose. But um, people were very sad about that. They were very excited about it. And it really, I mean, some of the stuff I'm reading is like, all of a sudden they've been told there is no Christmas. And yes. really sad uh, about it. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Tough shit. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm very excited about those figures. So hopefully I won't be left out in the cold for those. Yeah. Um, before we. The Boba Fett is super nice. Yeah. Uh, 
great articulation. Yep. You know, he's got a removal backpack. He's got the the sort of cloth poncho thing that we know yep. uh, that he has. Uh, I mean, you know, it's the first Boba Fett I can think of where he can look up, look oh. up, look down. You know, he can hold his gun across himself. He's got the pistol. He's got his rifle. You know, dogs the, can't look the, up. No, it's true. And the thing that I the, that I didn't know yeah. is that the the carbonite comes with a stand yeah. that you can display it either standing up behind Boba Fett or hovering in front of him. Hovering? Yeah, you know, like when he wheeled it over to yeah. Slave One. No, I know, but how does it hover? Well, it's just it's a little clear stand that that hooks on, and, and it looks like he's pushing it along. Cool. Yeah. Speaking of. That. Uh, and the airplane in movies, I saw the incredible Burt Wonderstone. Oh, yeah? You know, if it's midnight and you can't sleep in it on HBO or something, it's, it's got some moments. Uh, there are some very, very funny moments. Across the board, I'd say it's, you know, one to ten, you know, it's a six, maybe. But there, okay. there are some very funny uh, gags in there <laughs> dealing with magic. Um, it just made me think of it. I just thought I'd throw out that little recommendation there for people, just in case. Um, let's get back to Comic-Con, if you would. So uh, We haven't even left yet. <laughs> you can't have everything. You can't take everything. Yes. So give us your, your short list of what you... you if, give me your list of, you know, uh, guess what, Pickett? You got ten minutes and you can't go to the rest of the show. Get to the shit you want right now, and we got to get out of here. Oh, gee whiz. That's putting me on the spot. You're damn right it is. Uh, you know, I'm absolutely going to get, the, like you said, the both the, the things from Super 7 for Alien. Yep. Uh, I will probably, you know, this isn't something that's going to set the world on fire or anything, but I'll, I'll probably pick up that Man of Steel 2-pack that they've got yeah, from we, Mattel. Do we know what that is yet? Yeah, we do now. They've shown it, and they've got a video of it up. And it stuff. Did? Yeah. What is it? Uh, so it's it's a Superman and Zod two-pack from the end of the film. I don't think it's a surprise to anyone that they fight at the end of the film. What? Wait, when? Uh, yeah, they're in kind of this rubble of the buildings. Zod has a girder that he can fling. He has a girdle? And they put him in a girdle? Is, no, not a girdle, a girder, oh. an I-beam. Uh, and there is a... Uh, a button that you push that makes uh, Superman's heat vision eyes light up. And and the, right now it's in the package, the figure is plugged in. So you push a button on the outside of the package and his eyes light up. And then there's another red LED off to the side past Zod where it looks like, you know, he's shooting over there. Uh, I'm actually the most interested in that set, you know, because it, the Superman is just a, a gimmicky Superman. He's got a cloth cape with wires in it. Zod is in the same skin suit that we already have, but it's got the, the goatee head uh, from the end of the film. But it comes with uh, a flying base, which was actually the base they showed us uh, in 2011, I guess. What? Uh, for the Young Justice, the, the six-inch Young Justice Superboy figure. Okay. That, we, that figure never came out, so they kind of repurposed that base. So I, I kind of wanted that. Uh, I've already pre. I think I've told you I've already pre-ordered the Yak Face uh, from Gentle Giant. Yeah, the 12-inch Yak Face. Yeah, I would love to get that insane Admiral Ackbar bust where he looks like you know he's 
in the classic can you, Navy. Can you fill me in on that? What the hell is that supposed to be? <laughs> I don't know what it is. It just cracks me I up. I mean, I love it. It's insane. But what is it from something like an expansion? It's from, it's from a guy's painting. It's from a guy's painting. A guy made a painting of it. Oh. Uh, it went viral. Oh. People liked it. Oh, He's going to be there, like, signing them. Yeah. Oh, fun. Yeah. That's fun. Uh, so yeah, uh, and well, gee, I'm trying to think what else. Yeah, well, I've I've got a couple of things already. You know, Mattel and Hasbro have sent me a couple of things. What uh, things? What so, things? Tell us. Well, I got the I got I told you I got the 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 black the uh, Star Wars black Boba Fett. I got uh, the, the African American. Uh, no. Daniel. I got the Thunderbolts, the Marvel Legends set. Okay. That's the the five pack. You know, I'll, if I can, I'll try and track down the uh, the Marvel Universe Deadpool set. Oh, the uh, taco truck thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's cute. It's cute packaging. Yeah, oh, I, I got to get all the DC the DC collectible stuff. I got to get uh, Hugo Strange mm-hmm. for all the rest of my Arkham stuff. Right. Uh, I've got to get that four pack of the Green Lantern stuff because I've got all those other. What's this now? All those Green other. Lan- What's the you know, the, the three and three quarter inch line that they do that's been exclusive oh, to just conventions. Yeah. yeah, okay. So uh, there's a four pack that's like, you know, it's got the, the little Red Lantern kitty and stuff like that. All right. So I uh, have to get that. I think it's got Sinestro in it. And, right. You know, some what about, isn't there a pony walking around somewhere? There's two ponies this year. Two ponies? Yes. Tell us. Uh, and that, that's just the Hasbro ones. Then there's more ponies if you go the uh, Funko route. Okay. They've got, I don't know, four or five that are, like, clear and sparkly. So what's the one? There is one that everybody's, you know, it's on their list, like, got to have it. Which one is that? Well, there's, there's the two that they've got, and one's at Entertainment Earth and one's at Hasbro. And the, the Hasbro one's got, like whatever that Savarsky crystal stuff in it. It's like $50. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and it looks like a superhero. And then the other one, I think, is like their leader or their villain or something. It's mm-hmm. like called Nightmare Moon or something. <laughs> I'm completely paraphrasing because I'm not a brony. Oh, uh, come on. I'm not. Yes, you are. Uh, and what was I mean, I've, there's a bunch of stuff from you that I want to pick up, too. Yeah. Because, you know... Yeah, because I, you know, I get like the Battlestar Galactica stuff and and uh, yeah. So there's there's. I'm excited for the. I, I need a naked Brock. Yes. For goodness' sake. Um, so I'm excited uh, about yeah. the Dexter, three and three quarter inch figure in the. Uh, oh, with the lunchbox. The air conditioner like and the slide. I mean, that is yeah. something that we. I mentioned this before. That is something that we have attempted. We have we sort of put in the pipeline. For years now, how do we do? At one point, it was going to be very old school Kenner, you know, mail away for this <laughs> this blood slide, you know, case. Yeah. Um, because you know we we'd had so many figures that already come out with the slides. Now you can put them all together. I need to. They're all in a Ziploc bag in my house right now. There you go. Gonna, We're doing. The police are going to see right through that clear baggie. Just for you. Um, speaking of new stuff and action figures and toys and all that crap, I just got me a, a Mattel Night Owl, Watchman Night Owl. Oh yeah, showed up, and I know that the the Watchman stuff has been a mixed bag. It, I think it's a 
very cool looking figure. I think it's probably the best that uh, so far. From yeah, you because you, you haven't been happy with all of them either. So no, you know, that's a, a real testimony to this figure. I start to kind of go, you know, this may be it. That's all we're going to get. Try to embrace it, unless you know, if it's a train wreck, that's one thing. But um, there have been some problems with you know a couple of the figures, and um, I haven't been thrilled. But for the most part, again, we're getting Watchmen action figures. You know, it's yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty cool. Um, oh, also met Suggs from Madness while I was in London, again at a pub. Um, but that was very cool. The you know eleven year old me was a little little shaky. It's weird, you know. Wow, you got a little starstruck. I did. I to- I totally did. Uh, oh wow. Yeah, oh, I totally did. Suggs and and uh, Sean Pertwee. Nice. Yeah, very much. So. Now, why did why did Pertwee freak you out? Because he looks just like his dad. Okay. He really, de- I mean, not dead on, but he's really, um, even his voice. It's very sounds very you know, early seventies, uh, John Pertwee. Huh. You know, and just the whole like, you know, I have to tell you, and and this I know this is going to sound probably a little silly, but. Running into Andy Foley that that night was a, was a really strange experience, you know the whole synchronicity thing and <clears throat> how did the planets line up? I happened to look up at that address. If I didn't, wouldn't have you know that wouldn't have happened. Um, yep. But it just that that notion of twenty three years zipping by. I remember the you know him walking towards me in nineteen ninety with that toy. On the on the sidewalk on the street, you know, and it's 23 years, and you go, when did how did we all of a sudden become those guys that are able to, you know, say things like that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like within our thing, you go, oh, that was oh, that was 20 years ago. You go, what? How are we how are we doing that now? All of a sudden, you know. Um. So you know, I was a little shook up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it threw me. Um, yeah. So besides toys and all that stuff for uh, Comic-Con, what else do you, anything else that you're, you're excited about that's, that's happening down there that you might see or be part of? Well, I mean, there's there's one thing that I want to go see. There's uh, uh, like a, I think it's Batman the Animated Series 21 years later. <gasps> But it bumps up against one of my panels that I'm, you know, the moderator of. Wait a second. What's, put together. What's the, what's the, what's the um, anniversary? It's a 21st anniversary of the animated of Batman the animated series. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. So I think that's on Friday before my that panel. So can't go see that. And what about uh, Beware the Batman? What's going on with that? Uh, yeah, it's getting really mixed reviews. Uh, and by mixed, it's mostly people not liking it. Really? Uh, I have it on my DVR. I haven't had a chance to watch it well, I didn't yet. know that it kicked off yet. Crap. Yeah, it started just this past week. Okay. And, I, you know, I, I'll, give it, I'll give it some leeway because every one of those DC uh, uh, animated series mm-hmm. have had a, a sort of a rocky first season. Mm-hmm. And then they really find their voice. By the second season, so you know, I'll I'll keep my eyeballs on it, give it a give it a few shots, mm. but uh, we'll see. All right, 
tough guy. I'll tell you what I'm not going to watch. What? The Bridge. The Bridge? On FX. I don't even know what that is. Uh, they've been plugging it. Uh, what is it? The, the Bridge and then CBS's Under the Dome. I don't know what that is either. That's uh, That one's based on a Stephen King novel. Okay. Where it's a little town that gets caught under a giant oh, dome. Oh, yeah. I thought, you know, that was one of those things when I saw the preview, I thought, this almost looks like an SNL sketch. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like at the end, there's going to be... The, there's a character on there that could be on SNL. Oh, the really? creepy councilman's son that's keeping his girlfriend locked in the basement. What? He's the, the psycho guy. That. It's so poorly acted and so poorly written, it's laughable. Speaking of, you know we were talking about, when we were talking about um, Superman, mm-hmm. just these things that suddenly give you a headache and you go, how did that How did that get to that stage? And like, how did it get to the next thing? And no one said anything or no one caught it. Um, lots of stuff to watch. Playing, you know, you got 10, 11 hours, comedies, whatever. Um that's a perfect time to go, you know, something I may not even ever rent, but I'll, I'll press play and just see what happens. <laughs> and it was Walter Hill's sort of comeback movie with Stallone, Bullet to the Head. Mm-hmm. It is so bad. Oh. It is so, and, you, and you're going, come on, it's, you know, something cool is going to happen here. Or like, you know, Stallone, he, you know, the guy's, what, I don't, what is he, 104 or whatever, but he's still... He's fit and he looks good and he can, you know, kill people and whatever. But the guy that's the second lead, you know, is this young, I'm guessing like, you know, Hong Kong reputation of some kind or something. I don't know. He's so bad. He's so god awful. Yeah. But you literally think that it, he was like a PA on the film. And they just said, grab his walkie talkie, get him, put him in a wardrobe, and let him be the lead. Let's just see what he does. Tommy, get in there. Seriously. It's that bad. Um, wow. Yeah, it's really bad. So um, I nearly put a bullet to the head watching. You're, to your own head. Bullet to the head. That's right. I couldn't, I couldn't take anymore. Also um, started to watch, what's it called? The Wind Beneath the, My Wings? <laughs> you watch The Wind Beneath Your Wings? No, the, the Screaming Trees Behind the Pine Cones. The, pines. the Wind in the Willows. The wind and the Wuthering Heights. You know what I'm talking about. Ryan Gosling. He's a motorcycle guy. He's like a daredevil. You watched a Ryan Gosling film? <laughs> yeah. He's... Wait a second. So now you're watching Ryan Gosling films and you think that uh, Magic Mike is a pretty good actor. <laughs> no, I said... You are, I said you are becoming a woman. He's growing on me just a little. That's all. Right. No, um... Well, you're taking your first steps into Large water. I appreciate What's the that. thing? What, did I, what was I just talking about? Ryan Gosling, he's like a motorcycle guy, just depressing as hell. And Bradley Cooper is in it, too. I tried watching a bit of that. I watched Burt Wonderstone, um, tried to do Bullet to the Head. I had some luck at Amoeba, our old, our old friend Amoeba in Hollywood yeah. the other day. This is genre-related. I think people will... Appreciate this. Blake Seven. Did you ever see a show called Blake Seven? I never did watch it. I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah, me either, really. I only, you know, did bits and pieces here and there. But I have a multi-region player, and they had series three of Blake Seven, the entire series, for like $4, $5. 
So I grabbed that. I grabbed the two-disc uh, international set for Hot Buzz. The second oh, okay. disc has loads of stuff that's not on, I believe, not on the disc um, here for $1.89. So oh, nice. That was nice. Also got this really neat um, Thunderbirds, you know, Jerry Anderson's Thunderbirds, the two features yeah. that were released back in the 60s. Um, Thunderbirds are Go and Thunderbirds 6. Two discs come in this little container. You get a set of magnets. There is also um, punch-out and put-together spaceships of the Tracy uh, household. That's cool. Very cool. Four bucks. Wow. Sealed. It even had a um, price tag from Tower Records. So I got that. I mean, you can't go wrong with this stuff, right? No, no. That's exactly right. The worst that could happen. Well, you could get an awful paper cut putting those together. There you go. Uh, I also picked up a British uh, comedy series called Catterick uh, that I've been wanting to, to watch for a while. And speaking of it... And League of Gentlemen. Are you how familiar are you with the League of Gentlemen? I mean, do you, did you ever see any of it? I haven't yet. I've been told by uh, one of my friends in the UK that I need to watch it, and I would greatly appreciate it. Well, and it and it is on my Netflix queue. Okay, great. League of Gentlemen essentially is four guys, but only three of them um, are on on camera. Uh, they're wonderful. One of it's Steve Pemberton, Reese Shearsmith. And Mark Gatiss, and they're you know these double triple threat kind of guys that you know write and act and whatever, and they just the number of characters that they do, male and female, is just brilliant. And Reese, Mark Gatiss, you know from from Doctor Who and, and co-creating Sherlock with yep. um, Stephen Moffat. Um, Reese Shearsmith is is a, is an absolute chameleon the number of characters that, that he does. And there was a film that was kind of uh, all over the place, uh, publicity-wise and in magazines and things, while we were there. And it, it's called A Field in England. It's a black-and-white film. I can't, it, it is like a bizarre um, midnight you know, cult sort of film before it's even you know, premiered. Really tough to get through disturbing, uh, black and white, strange film in recent... But what it, what it, what it did what was kind of a groundbreaking thing. When it premiered that Friday night, the same night that we went to the London uh, Comic-Con, it premiered on television, on DVD, on video on demand, and theatrical at the same time. So if you don't see it, there's no excuse. <laughs> no excuse. What the hell are you doing? Um, very strange. You know, we, I've, that's, that's a new phenomenon for me. So if you really wanted to go pay for it and see it in the theater, you're welcome to. Otherwise, just wait until, you know, 11 p.m. and you know, in the privacy of your own, your own home. You get to choose your experience of how you take in this media. Yes, exactly. Um, anyway, Reese Shearsmith is in it as well. He's in Catterick, this series that I just picked up. He, uh, you know, he had a part in, in Space. Just a brilliant comedic actor. He's done loads of stuff, uh, and it's just fun to to watch. Uh, also, they had loads of behind the scenes stuff on the uh, World's End uh, over there because it, it that premieres earlier than it does here. 
okay. I'm getting really excited about that, that movie. The more I see, the funnier it looks. And the cast is just amazing. So um, really can't, can't wait for that thing. So um, back to Comic-Con, Ruben. What is our plan for Comic-Con and Geek Shell and Hair? What, what, are, we, what are we doing? What's, what's the plan? Well, we're going to go. We know that. We are? We'll both be there. Yeah. What time? Uh, <laughs> I'm going tomorrow morning. <laughs> I don't know about you. Uh, but, yeah, I know we'll squeeze at least an, uh, one episode in, and maybe we'll get some other interviews uh, with some folks and things like that. Yeah, I have a, a, a neat little app on my my phone, right? Didn't you, didn't you sort of turn me on to it? I think I did. And it is called... Um, it is called Recorder Plus, right? Yes, that's correct. So that's, yep. uh, I'll be, you know, if I run into, you know, Ray Bradbury or someone. Yes. Um, I'll say, Ray, well, aren't you dead? Yeah, how does that work? How did you get to Comic-Con? Um, you know, I'll try to do a little something here and there. But, but we are going to try to get to get it together together. Yes. And actually do a, a, an At least once. Yeah. And we should, and you know, maybe... We, about the, the buddy system with, with certain things, if we can't find certain things. What am I looking for? Am I looking for anything down there? I don't know. You tell me. i got to get the alien stuff. That right. has to happen. Do you understand what I'm saying? I do. It has to happen. Um, you know what? That's, that's really about it. I mean, I'm not... If I come across stuff, great. But I don't, I don't think I really need... Much else, right? All right. Well, maybe. I don't know. What else is going on at Mattel? Those little He-Man figures are kind of fun. Those are fun. I have those now too. Those are, aren't those kind of kind of cute? Yeah. Kind of fun. What would I want? Yeah, I put, what, what do I need I to get? Come on, on, help me out. Here. I don't know. There's a. I'll send you a link where you can look and see what everything is, and you can oh, make a checklist. I know what I need. Bring it with you. I need the 30th anniversary Battlestar Galactica, um, Chancho Chancho McGee's. The Chanchos. <laughs> What's the Chancho? You know the. Um, <laughs> uh, I have no idea what you're saying. The Viper bubblegum cards. And oh, bubble. the Mattel ones. Yes. You want the Chrome ones though? I want the ones. They're supposed to be ones that that emulate the Mattel packaging from '78. Oh, I mean the ones they're showing are like silver vac metalized. Yeah, again, I'm, I suspect there will be regular versions out. I want in to store. see what I'm excited about is if they're this is accurate to that they're going to do a, you know, I don't know if they're going to be paintings or whatever they were back in 78 um for the actual packaging. No, that's cool. I haven't seen the packaging for those Me either. I just read it and I thought, "Ooh, if they're going to do that, that's going to be that's a must have. You know, got to got to get that." I wish they'd do more of that. Like, I wish I was just going to spill the beans on something, but I'm not going to. But, you know, the the lunchbox that we did, the Battlestar Galactica lunchbox, um, yep. fun stuff like that. We're doing it for $6 million man, too. Um, I'd like to see more of that here and there. Like, I'd love to see – remember the 12-inch Cylon figure from 78? Oh, yeah. I've got it here in my office, Oh, that's actually. right. You do. Yeah. I was obsessed with that thing. I I, yeah. I took that thing everywhere. I loved it. Um, I'd love to see that, you know. That's a cool. One. Put it in some different packaging, but it's I, I'd pick that up the the same thing, you know. Yep. Here and there. Um, what else we got? Anything else we got to get to? 
Well, I just want to tell everyone, you know, you can check everything out, what I'm doing the whole time uh, on actionfigureinsider.com. We just launched a brand new version of the website uh, last week, actually. Yeah. So we reskinned the whole thing. We rebuilt it from the ground up. Pretty damn cool, so, right? Yeah, it is. I've got to tell and you it's, something. It's so neat yep. uh, and different. <laughs> there was a point where I'm I'm um, I'm looking at this thing, and I, I I thought I was on the wrong page, the wrong site. Yeah. I got that a little bit when we because we did it without really <laughs> ramping up to it or telling anyone. It was like, what's happening? But that's good. But it's, I a, mean, that's... it's a responsive site, so you can look at it. Yeah. Uh, on any device now, you know, and it just resizes itself. So yeah, no, that's uh, it. It looks really cool. Uh, and I had almost nothing to do with it except pointing at things, going, "That's cool." Uh, <laughs> I got to give shout outs to Peter Go, uh, who did a lot of that, and then Jason Geyer and Dan Newman, who did all the design stuff. You know, so so uh, and those guys are all going to be down at Comic Con, right? Except for Peter, yes. Oh, he's oh right. That's a bummer. I would have loved to have uh, to met him, but we're going to see Danny Newman yep. and uh, Jason will be Geyer. there. Jason Geyer, hanging out, my, one, my lovely bride. My once a year hangout with Geyer. Yep. Pretty much. Uh, cool. Well, we're going to talk very very soon um, and get right into the to the madness. I like to think of yeah. ourselves as uh, geek ambassadors. Yes. Right. Yes. Did you bring your sash this year? That you know across your chest. I haven't packed anything yet, but it will be there. Don't forget the ambassador sash. And, uh, you know, I've still got some of those Geek Shell Inherit magnets, so I'll bring some of those down. We can hand them out to people. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I still have the... run by and give you a stack of them so you can hand them out. I have that uh, case of commemorative uh, canaries in in gold um, cages. Geek Shell Inherit commemorative canaries. And, they're (laughs) you know, they're going to die eventually, so we've got to do something with them. Yeah, you've got, you've got to get rid of those. But, yeah, we'll be, you know, the AFI crew that we've got, we'll be taking pictures. We'll be updating probably hourly. We're going to be, you know, live posting and live tweeting from all the toy panels. Awesome. Uh, I mean, we're just we're going to be all over that place. So just keep your eyes peeled on that. Nice. And uh, no running. Just want to, That's right. Just want to add that, okay? Yes. Especially if you've got a scissors. Uh, no running at Comic-Con with scissors. Yes. All right. I'm glad we did this. I feel closer to you already. Yeah, it's nice since we're back in the saddle. It's weird not to talk to you for more than a week. It weird like makes your stomach turn or weird like you need me? If it makes me feel like there's a little piece missing. And I don't. <laughs> good. That's, the, that's yeah. the effect I have on people eventually. Yeah. It's good to know. All right. Well, I'm here. I'm not, All right, so, I'm not uh, going anywhere. Everyone else, have a good week, and we'll talk to you soon. You drive safe, and I'll see you at the con. All right. Be there or be square. I'm not going to be square. All right. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Shiny. Let's be bad guys. of nature's deepest mystery.